episode four of The Fishbowl. We're here today with a very special guest. Introduce yourself, Shelly. Hi, everyone. My name is Shelly. I'm from China. Yeah. I'm a student in Grove City College. <laughs> and I first met Shelly actually in business calculus class. She's doing a little bit better than me in that class currently. But nonetheless, uh, just quite the character, very interesting perspective on life uh, coming from literally around the world. So let's go ahead and get started on this episode of The Fishbowl. All right, Shelly. So what's your uh, real name in Chinese first and last? Okay, my name is, my last name is Qin, and my first name is Jiayi. Don't worry, I won't make you read it, but Qin Jiayi. That's my real name. That's awesome. And your last name and your first name, it's reversed in Chinese. Right, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. So for me, it'd be like Sotomayor Mark, but yeah. if it were Chinese. Yeah, right, yes. Okay. Now, say an American goes on over to China, they keep their current name, right? So for me, it'd be Sotomayor Mark, or Mark Sotomayor. Does it just reverse like that, or do they give them like a new name or what? It really depends on what you like, and I mean, for especially English name in Chinese, people understand that it's like different from our author. So if you just keep your original name, it will be fine too. Okay, awesome. That's really cool. So, why is it that in Chinese, the last name, the family name, comes first? I have no idea. I. But like everybody has it like this, it's like for years. I mm -hmm. think it's like culturally, it's just acceptable. Yeah, yeah. generational. Right. I yeah. See. For years That's and years. Cool. Yeah. So, Shelly, what part of China are you from? Oh, I'm from the northern part of China, uh, northern than Beijing. Actually, there's a city called Hohehate. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Hohehate. Yes. Yes. Close. Okay. <laughs> close enough. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me it's actually even colder than Grove City. Yes, it is. It is really cold. It's very north, north, so it's cold, and it's more of inland, and the weather is more extreme. Yeah, it's really cold there. Wow. Yeah. So does it rain very often, snow? Uh, not really. Because it's inland, so it's pretty dry. It's actually windy, but not very snowy. Okay, cool. A very dry climate. Um, what's that like? I, I know I was over, I lived in Peru uh, for mm -hmm. a summertime, and my nostrils were always dry, my, my yeah. nose cavities. Is that kind of like how it is over there? Right, yes, exactly. That's how I felt there during winter break when I went back home. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa. But over here, it's like more like humid, you could say. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, you're so north. Uh, are you closer to like Russia? Yes, we are pretty close to Russia, but between my city or province and Russia, there's another country called Mongolia. It's like in oh. between, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm very much close to Mongolia. Okay, like how many minutes or hours? Uh, I'm not very sure, about like six or seven hours to the border, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fascinating. Now, it's way colder, it's dry, but let's talk about your lifestyle okay. um, over there in that province you're mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. So, first off, how many people live in your city, and what's the name of the city? Yeah, this na the name of the city is Hohehate. Yeah, in English, it's Hohad, but I prefer the Chinese. It sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small city in China, but it's 
there's a three million people there, which is not really a small city. <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge、um, over here. Yeah. And、uh, you were talking to me about how individuals have to live,、um, what sort of housing they have to live in, you know,、yeah. um, over there. Tell the Fishbowl audience a little bit about that. Oh,、uh, we. I live. I live in. My family all live in apartment, and most people they're living apartments. I think it's because the housing price is really expensive over there. It's pretty expensive to buy a house, and um,、uh, we prefer to live in a city. So it's like easier to get into getting a get an apartment.、Mm-hmm. So, yes. And there's just a lot of stuff around you because you're in that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people would you reckon live in that apartment building you live in? Uh, there's actually not many people in my apartment building. Uh, there's only I think twelve families in my apartment building, and it's like a pretty big building. Oh wow! So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So is it like a floor for each person? Oh, it's like each floor two families. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome.、Mm-hmm. And. Give me kind of a visual. What do you see as soon as you get out of your apartment building? Ah,、uh, I live in a very nice apartment area, which is a big blessing. So as soon as I get out of the apartment area, it's a beautiful garden. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, then it's a parking. Well, no, not really anymore. It's a beautiful garden. Yes, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's fascinating.、Yeah. And、uh, you were talking to me about there being a lot of, you know, stores, shopping malls.、Mm-hmm. Uh, nearby. Yeah. So tell me how it's like traversing those,、um, you know, with all the population around you. Uh, it feels really convenient there. Just as you said, there's many shopping malls. It's very easy for me to shop for clothes, shop for, shop for anything. And I know in America, people go to grocery store once a week or something like that, and they buy a lot of food and store it in refrigerators. But we basically go to grocery stores. Every day. Oh wow. Yeah, and we don't really store food at home because we can go to all kind of stores as much as we want because it's nearby. Yeah. yeah. It makes it convenient, and I can shop for clothes. There's many brands and a lot of shopping malls stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm、yeah. a big, I'm a big clothes person, so I'm sure I would probably like it over there. Me too. Me too. During the winter break, I spend a lot of time shopping for clothes because I really like it there. <laughs> And you had to stock up for your time over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you go to the、uh, grocery store、mm-hmm. pretty much every day. Why is that? It's more fresh to have the newest fruit or vegetables, and it's so close by and so easy to get there. So that's what we do. Yeah, it's like most people in China does this. I think.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does the diet consist of in your typical day-to-day meal? Uh, we don't eat a lot of sugar or butter or cheese. We eat a lot of salt and oil, like oil and rice and flour and these kind of things. I mean, wheat and、mm-hmm. uh, vegetables and meat. That's what we usually eat. Okay, what、yeah. type of meat? Uh, pork is the most common kind. And from where I am from, we eat a lot of lamb and beef. Not not much chicken. Like my family, we never cook chicken. Actually, yeah. Why is that? We didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. I think, yeah. Yeah.、Mm. So with such a large population, 
I've heard in the past that it might be tough to get that amount of protein. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you find that to be a challenge? Uh, actually, not. It's a like a city, so there's a big market and supply is very good too. I I think I can get whatever I want and doesn't seem to be a problem. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And、uh, what's your favorite food over there? Ah.、Uh, Ah,、uh, there is a kind of milk tea. It's a Mongolia-style milk tea. Just as I said, I live close to Mongolia, the country. It's a Mongolian milk milk tea, so it's a salty. It sounds really weird, and most people just hate it. It's, it's a soy tea. Salt. It's a salty. Salt. Salt. Yeah, it's、tea. a lot of salt in it. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like really strange and weird, but that's my favorite. Yeah. That's incredible, Shelley. Have you had anything like that over here? No, nothing like it over here, and not even very much of it in other parts of China. It's just from where I am, from my region, yes. And what what's the name of this tea? Mongolia milk tea. Is there a name for it in Chinese? No, Mongol 奶茶 Very cool. <laughs> yeah. How does it compare to my tea, Taoma? Ah, um, it's definitely different. Because Mongolian milk tea is salty, they add salt in <laughs> instead of sugar, so that's、yeah. a big difference. And Mongolian milk tea, you need to drink it when it's hot, and this tea obviously is cold. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the difference. But but your tea tastes really good. I do like it. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear you、yeah. say that, Shelly. Wow. So in terms of differences with you know your day to day lifestyle, you were telling me right before we started recording. That you actually can't use Google、mm-hmm. nor Facebook.、Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the search engine you have called over there in China?、Uh, the search engine we use is called Baidu. And is、yeah. that used all over China? Yes. Wow. Most people use it, and I can still use it here in America. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Fascinating. So if you're listening, Fishbowl audience, at the moment, type in Baidu.com. You'll kind of see an interface similar to Google. Is that right, Shelley? Yes, that's right. Yeah.、Um, so you can traverse that, kind of see how things are like over on the other side of the world, as well as Facebook. Facebook, you don't really you have over here, however. Yes, I do because I'm here. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Definitely gonna have to add her on Facebook. But over there, what's your alternative? Ah,、uh, there's an app called WeChat. Uh. That's what we use as Facebook. It's very similar to Facebook. We can talk on it, and we can FaceTime on it, and we can post the things on it. It's very similar, yeah. Fascinating. Now, how many people would you say have WeChat? Just as many people、uh, over here that have Facebook. I think mostly. I think everybody in China has a Facebook. I think because you can, you really can pay. Through WeChat, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, everybody in China probably will have a WeChat、mm-hmm. because you can pay through WeChat. You can buy like everything, basically, like vegetables, fruit, even refrigerators. Like wow, can buy how do you do that through WeChat? Yeah, you can just open. You can put money or have a credit card attached to your WeChat, and you can just go to a store and just. Just use it, and most people have WeChat, and you can just give money to people. It's very easy, and most people can pay through it. And you can call a taxi through WeChat. You can book air tickets, hotel rooms through WeChat, and pay for gas, water, electricity through WeChat. So it's so convenient. Everybody needs it. That is、yeah. fascinating. And、yeah. how many years has WeChat been around? 
Um, not very long, actually. I think about six or seven years, probably. I can't really remember. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they have every feature you could possibly want on WeChat. Yeah, that's right. It is very convenient. Yeah. You know the entrepreneur who made WeChat? Yes, I do. His name is Ma Huateng. And is he like famous over in China? Yes, I think he once was the richest guy in China wow. for a while, or maybe now. That it, it changes, makes sense. yeah, yeah, and yeah, and his company made another game, a video game called The Glory of the Kings, and it is very popular in China. Um, most people people know it, and it's more for a guys' game, so most guys play with it. And that's a game that you use on your iPhone. Yeah, you can use it on iPhone or Android system. It doesn't really matter. Okay, cool. And for those of you listening. We did a. I I googled. I YouTubed what Glory of Kings is right before we started, and if you've ever played League of Legends, it's literally exactly League of Legends, but for your phone, which is fascinating to me. That's incredible. It's a super addicting game if you really get into it. But the way that this dude, what was his name again? Ma Huateng. Ma Huateng. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was able to monetize these two things. It's fascinating. I can definitely see why he's. Probably the richest man in China. Yeah. Now you were talking about cell phone usage. How many people have iPhones versus Androids? Well, I guess I don't know many. I don't know like all kinds, all classes of people in China. But for my friends or my family's friends, like half and half, like yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw a report once that said although not many people have as much Androids as they do iPhones here in、mm-hmm. the United States. In China, Android definitely makes up、oh, uh, a bigger you know, market. A bigger market, at、yeah. least than here over in、mm. the United States. Now you're also talking to me about how you're an only child. Yes, I am. I don't have any siblings. Okay, cool.、Mm-hmm. Do you wish you had a siblings or now? I do. I actually do. It it would be nice to have somebody as a company. Just yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And you were telling me the reason that. Actually, you are an only、mm-hmm. child. Yeah, there,、uh, there is. Well, at my age, when I probably could have a sibling, there was a one-child policy in China, which means you can only have one child. It's changed now. Now you can have two children. But at that time, I couldn't have a sibling policy. Even though still many people still got to have siblings regardless of the policy, but we didn't. So, so first off, Shelly's seventeen years old. So this was back in two thousand. Yeah. How did some people get around having multiple children? Ah,、uh, so the penalty for having multiple children is losing your job if you are working for the government, or like just pay some fines or something. And my some people who are business people they didn't work for the government, they didn't really care much about the penalty stuff like that. Yeah. That's incredible. So does your father or mother work for the government? Both of them do. Yeah, they work. F- Both of them work for a public university, which is run by the government. Yeah. Oh, fascinating!、Mm-hmm. And you were telling me your mother teaches English. My mother actually teaches English as her part-time job. She, at the college, she teaches politics, political science. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like big differences. Yeah. Shelley, <laughs> your parents are very hard workers. They're straight up hustlers. Yes, they are. Yeah. That's fascinating. And how about your father? What does he teach or do? Ah,、uh, he. He doesn't do teach teaching job. 
Uh, I didn't really know how to explain his job very much either. He does a lot of things like faculty administration or like governing whatever job at the university. Yeah. That's cool. How come you didn't go to the university? Um. I mean, at the Grove City College in America, I can learn English here. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah, and we have been planning to come to America to for me to study for years. And I think, I don't know why they had this plan for me. Maybe they want me to see the world more. And I eventually want to go to law school. Maybe they think it's, America has better law schools than we do at my parents' college. Yeah. Very fascinating. Yeah. So... There's many, many more people. There's a much greater population yeah, yeah. over in China. Mm -hmm. How does that compare to over here in the United States? Oh, well, it, it just feels more convenient because there's so many people. For example, there's more public transportation than here. Uh, we can go to everywhere by bus, by taxis. It's just very easy to to have subways or bus and stuff. And now in China, there's something called the shared bicycles. You can actually sh get a bicycle somewhere else, somewhere, and just take it and ride it and pay for it. Then you just leave it somewhere else, and another person can get and take it. So something like this can occur or happen in China because there's more people there, which is kind of hard to operate in Grove City. Absolutely. So in a business standpoint, you can mm -hmm. kind of say there's more supply. Yeah. Thus, you know, you can get more products out there. Yeah. More things will be getting, right. uh, will be used. Mm -hmm. They actually have that bicycle concept over here. Have you been to Pittsburgh South yet? Yes, I have been to Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, there they actually have the little bicycles. Have yeah. you seen them? Not, not yet. No, it's all right. Uh -huh. They probably don't have as many as they do over there, being yeah. a much larger mm -hmm. uh, city. However, definitely know what you're talking about there. Now, the public transportation, how would you describe it? Is it like your New York subway crowded or noisy or clean, dirty? How's the experience like? Uh, my city isn't a very big city. It's, it's a pretty big, but not very big. So we are still building our subway system. Currently, bus system is very convenient and I think they have done a good job of making the bus system working. It's very clean, it's not always crowded actually. There's like so many buses passing by every day. It's pretty convenient. Uh, but the problem is there's a lot of traffic jam everywhere in the city, so it's hard to get to places. It takes very fascinating. Now, amongst all the differences in lifestyle, mm -hmm. probably the biggest one has to be that of language, right? Yes, definitely, exactly. Yeah. Now, Shelly, as mm -hmm. I've told you many times, your accent and the way you speak <laughs> in English, your English is absolutely excellent. Um, oh, I, I'm you. sure the Fishbowl audience will agree that your diction and the way you pronounce things is very clear. Mm -hmm. um, but how has that been like? Uh, throughout your lifetime, you were telling me a little bit before we started recording, yeah. learning English and now integrating it into your everyday life. Uh, my mom started speaking English to me when I could speak nothing because she can speak English and she really likes the language, so she wants her daughter to know it. So she started speaking to me when I could say nothing. I was growing up with both English and Chinese, but later when I went to school, 
all my friends were speaking Chinese. My father was speaking Chinese. Everybody around me was speaking Chinese. I didn't get to practice English as much as I did. Only when later I was preparing for a test for me to come to go to college in Grove City College,、uh, I was like, I need to prepare for this test, so I went to study for the test. And what was the name of the test? The test is called Test of English as a Foreign Language. It's called a TOEFL, <laughs> TOEFL test. TOEFL <Yeah> . test. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Continue. Mhm. Uh, so I pre I was preparing for TOEFL test. My mom was still my Main English teacher, but I had some foreign teachers over my city to teach me English, to teach me how to speak more like a native speaker, how to think more like a native speaker, and so things like this. So I think I have been well prepared before I come to Grove City. Even though while I'm here, there's some problems or difficulties too. For example, in one of my classes, my Classmates were having a discussion, and I had no idea what they were talking about. I didn't even catch the topic. I was like, "This is so hopeless." And another thing, I feel. How did that make you feel? Oh, that that is just well. I am pretty optimistic person. I'm like, oh, I can't understand. I don't feel really bad. I was just like, maybe some days when I go to a podcast, I have a story to tell. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> and besides that, it's like when.、I, When people introduce themselves to me, they will say their English name. I have I haven't really been hearing a lot of English names. Just like my name is Qin Jiayi, it's hard to be repeated by like you guys.、Mm-hmm. So so I I can't really understand everybody's name or repeat all of them or remember all of them. So sometimes when they introduce themselves to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't repeat this name. That's like something. Yeah, I wish I could, but I can't. That's okay.、Yeah. You're barely, you know, inside less than your first year. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the development will just come through time. Yeah. I know、so. my parents are from Peru, so they both definitely have accents. They barely learned how to speak English whenever they came over here in 1995. However, just talking to them about some of their difficulties learning the language, integrating it within their jobs.、Uh, my father actually was in the unit. Was in College, coming over here, so just kind of learning how to give oral presentations as well as writing papers in yeah, English. Yeah, it was a challenge for him. However, immersing yourself within the language、yeah. is definitely one of the best ways to learn. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Fantastic. So you've actually been learning English since how old? Oh, I started to speak like human language when I was one year old. So. I started to speak English when I was one with Chinese at the same time. Yeah, that's incredible.、Mm-hmm. So how how did you manage to do that? Uh, uh, my mom really liked English. That's basically why she teaches English and she wants to practice English with people. And she feels like nobody, not many people know English in my city. So there's not many people who are willing to speak English with her. She's like, oh, I want just want to find some partner to speak English with me. And I was there. Below one year old, and couldn't say not anything. And she was like, she could be some people who can speak English with me in the future. So, so she started speaking English with me. And for a child, it's like when you learn a language, any language is a new language. So it doesn't really matter if English or Chinese. I just picked up what she said. And That's a good、learned. point. Yeah. Now, over in China, at your house, 
does your mom still speak a lot of English with you? Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Through my growing up, she has been speaking English a lot to me, for practicing English, and just she likes it, and we enjoy speaking English to each other. It feels like. Like a secret or something. If we go out and、oh. we want to say something about some people, and they are just there, we can use English and they don't understand. <laughs> I definitely know what you're saying there.、Yeah. So individuals, if you are listening to this and maybe you've seen some Spanish people or nonetheless some ethnic people speak a different language around you out of random, good chances they're probably talking about you. <laughs> I know、yeah. my mom and my sister. You know, whenever they have something not、mm-hmm. nice to say about people, which when you speak another language, I feel like that kind of gives you the power, the ability <laughs> to do so. They、uh, will definitely, you know, change language and、mm-hmm. uh, definitely slam some people、um, in public. Although they don't know what they're saying, so I、yeah. guess no harm, no foul,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So. You eventually were able to get your student visa. Yes. To yes. come on over here.、Mm-hmm. How was that like applying for that? Uh, first of all, I was admitted by Grove City College, and they sent me a form called I twenty. That's a official form for them to send me. And then I can I went on the website of America U.S. Ambassador in China, and. Made an appointment with the ambassadors of I'm going to see them and have a f- interview about like like my visas. Then later I plan a trip to Beijing where the ambassador is at, and I went to Beijing and talked to the ambassador. Wow! And then I got the visa. How was that like speaking to the ambassador? Um, they were very busy. They didn't talk a lot to me. They just asked me where are you going? Why did you pick Grove City College? Um, like. Where are you going to live? Do you have any people you know? Something like that. Then I got my visa. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So how far is Beijing from where you live? It takes about an hour to fly from Beijing to my city. Yeah. Okay. Cool.、Mm-hmm. Now let's just take a step back. Before that, how did you first hear about Grove City? Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a good question. Tell the story. Yeah,、uh, a friend of mine who were who were living in China and teaching English, do some missionary jobs. They were our really good friends. We became good friends. And when they noticed I was looking for a college, they recommended Grove City College to me. They are from Pennsylvania, and they worked at a foster home, a orphanage in Beijing. And Grove City used to send students to that orphanage to help out. And they all said the Grove City students was the most helpful and the most warm, most kind people. So they were like, if you go to Grove City, you will at least meet nice people. You should consider Grove City. That's how I heard of it. Then, then I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> In your major being international business,、yes. how did you arrive at that specifically?、Mm, uh, I am really interested in economics. I have been reading books about it or listening to programs about it. I really like it, and my I think I'm going to law school in the future, and、uh, I plan to study law about business or international business law. So it's relevant and it's something about economics too, and it's more practical than economics. So I thought I probably would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But now you're thinking about perhaps even double majoring in economics because that's what I truly like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So perhaps later on, although it may be pre- too premature to talk about, 
As a career, what do you kind of see yourself doing in the realm of international business law? Traveling around different places, handling these huge international cases between maybe China and the United States? Yeah, I'm not sure whether I'm going to do this. Um, but like my current plan is maybe just to find a business which which have something to do with China and America. And maybe for Chinese people who come to do business in America, they do know about American law. So they need a lawyer to help them to deal with the law issues and stuff. I want to be those lawyers. Or maybe for an American company to have a business in China, they do know about the Chinese law, Chinese legal environment and stuff. And I can help them to deal with the legal stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I once read an article that says, mm -hmm individuals that are fluent in another language yeah. in two languages earn like a certain percentage i forget the percentage more um throughout their lifetimes than somebody that just knows one language um, so that's fascinating you're yeah. i see in front of me shelly an individual who's you know really <laughs> a work in progress however really really taking the life by the horns and uh learning as much as she can oh. uh, ever since she was young, as to all the way now. So that's great, Shelly. I definitely commend you on that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she's only 17 years old, <laughs> so you skipped your senior year over... High uh, school, yeah. Yes. So tell me why you did that. Uh, as soon as I went to high school, I actually I knew I'm going to come to America for college years ago. When I went to high school, I started to prepare for the test to come here and all this stuff. And I just thought, since I'm not going to college to China, and the senior year in Chinese high schools are all preparing for a college entrance exam in China, and I have already been preparing to come to America, why don't I just come one year earlier? I can know the culture earlier. I can learn the language earlier, which means I probably can learn it better. And I do not want to waste another year preparing for a test. That doesn't even matter to me. So I tried hard to come here earlier. Great. Yeah. See, that decision in itself is very mature. <laughs> Individuals yeah. that are in my major over here, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. that know they want to start a business. They might be 18, 19, yeah. you know, 17. Sometimes they kind of do a decision which is similar to kind of what you did, and they just don't even go to college. Yeah. Because yeah. college takes up, you know, plenty of money, yeah. typically spits you back out with debt. And what really can you teach someone about starting a business? Right. Sometimes you just have to start the business. Yes, exactly. Right? But I find a lot of value in actually mm -hmm. going to college and perhaps – the greatest value is the time that it buys me, those mm. extra four years to think about what business is it going mm. to be, to get the resources necessary, the people, yeah. um, namely the people, uh, as well as organizations mm -hmm. set that I might be using in the future. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So, in essence, you were telling me about the friends that you left behind. Oh, yeah. How's that like leaving behind, you know, people you literally grew up with? Mm, I really love them. They are just so nice people. <laughs> I definitely miss them and miss hanging out with them and talking with them. But it wasn't it wasn't actually very hard to say goodbye to them. They were about to go to their senior year for high school. It's really they are really busy. It's really hard working. 
and I know I'm going to see them during breaks, and we can still talk through WeChat, as I just mentioned. So it wasn't very sad to say goodbye to them. And I really got to meet them during winter break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, we have a nice month-long winter break over here, so that would have been nice to go on over there. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do whenever you miss home? Uh, <laughs> I actually play the video game I just mentioned, the Glory of Kings. Uh, I just started this week because a friend of mine who is also from China, she said if you play this game, you it will make you feel like home. And I tried. It really does. Because in this <laughs> game, in this game, everything is in Chinese, and everything is so much about the Chinese culture. The, even the pe- people's names, the, the players, the players' like name, what? like like they will just use a character in Chinese history to name the hero. What is that character? Um, like there's like fifty of them, I think. So there's like a lot of them, but the history characters, I don't know. Like Yasuo. Yeah. Yasuo. I I didn't know this game very well okay. yet. Yeah, but yeah, there's like a lot of this, and we form teams to play this game. So in teams, when we want to communicate to each other, we are just talking Chinese to each other and typing Chinese to each other, and they are actually actual people from China. It feels so much like home. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's like stepping, you know, virtually into China. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Definitely. So this game that's pretty much just like it is League of Legends. I play it all the time. <laughs> I think that's really cool that you play uh-huh. it as well. Uh-huh. I can definitely see how that is not only entertaining, but kind of makes you feel uh, nostalgic of you know back home as yeah. well. Yeah, and as long and as we are not addicted, I think we video games are actually a good time, good <laughs> time killer or something. Yeah, I yeah. think it is too. Yeah, you know I've been working pretty hard recently. Uh, working on my business as well as yeah. studies, as well as the podcast, and just keeping up with you know different uh, friends, different relationships I want to yeah. uh, you know grow in my life. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I find that still mm-hmm. putting that you know hour or two to yourself every day, kind of just watching TV, or for me, I typically pl- play harmonica. Um, that really kind of not only de-stresses you, but it allows you to uh, be able to continue the pace you're at for longer. Yes, yes, right. Shelly, I once heard a quote that says, you shouldn't make every day a 10 Mm -hmm. because after a couple of days, you're just going to be super tired and you're going to kind of fizzle out and then your days are going to be threes. Yeah, right. You should aim to make every day a seven for the rest of your life. Because then every day is going to be pretty good, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, instead of packing a lot of things into one day and then not being able to reach that expectation every the day afterwards. Right, right? definitely. There's definitely a lot of psychology to that. Shelly, there's one thing I always love to ask people on the Mm fishbowl. Take your time if you'd like with this. What's your favorite quote? I actually like a lot of quotes. It's so hard for me to find one that which is my favorite. But I think one of them is like like maybe like this week I really like it, but currently I really like it. It's from Gone with the Wind. It's called Tomorrow is Another Day. I mean it's it's just like as a like it's bad things will happen in life and sometimes the day isn't as happy as I expected. Sometimes there's so much trouble. Sometimes there are things bad that happen. 
But I always, if I know that tomorrow is always another day, like God will always bless us and He will always prepare a nice day for me, I don't need to be afraid of anything. I can do whatever I think is right because tomorrow is always a new start. Regardless of maybe I ruined up or messed up or something, I can always be fearless and just keep going on and then I can just win back. Something like that. Yeah. The Uh best is yet to come. (laughs) Yes. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you just heard that a couple of days ago? No, I heard it uh, a long time ago, but just a couple of days ago, I really started liking this sentence a lot. Like You thought about yeah, it more. Better than any other quotes. Yeah, Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. A quote that I've really liked recently, mm-hmm. we read a book about Socrates, the philosopher. Yeah. And he talked about true wisdom in his sense. And he says... True wisdom is knowing that you do not know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I really love that. And I think that's a way to kind of look at life in a growth mindset and a learning mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite like, you know, you do, you know, progressing yourself, always developing yourself. Mm -hmm. Shelly, thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add? Well, I'm really happy to be in this podcast. It's really interesting. I've never been on a podcast. This is so cool. It's definitely <laughs> really cool. I'm like, I'm kind of nervous here. So it's like my audience, if you see some, hear something weird or strange, probably that's because this is my first time. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really great. So mm-hmm. the next time it'll probably be even better, which is Aww. a good sign. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Shelly. And that's <laughs> it for episode four of the fishbowl. Bowl. <laughs>